This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The Flushing Girl from Flushing. Banana named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast where we talk about The Nanny, the hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher that you all know and love. I am Sean Pasquale here with... Toria Sheffield. Womp, womp, womp. And we are here... Womp, womp, womp. womp. (laughs) Sorry to disappoint you, everybody. (laughs) Uh, We're here with season two, episode uh, 14, Mm -hmm. uh, called I've Got a Secret. This one is written by, that's a good question. I should have done this beforehand. <laughs> it's written by Eric Cohen and it's directed by Lee uh, Chalette Chamel. Our old pal Lee is back, back in the, in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Tori, this was a, it, uh, you liked this episode. I, I thought that this was felt very much like what I would describe as filler. Um, uh, okay, but I I was very enjoyable. It's filler the way that candy is enjoyable is filler, you know, like sure. no complaints. Um, and this is the Wait episode. What candy's not dinner? <laughs> uh, Sean and I both have weight problems. If you, if you <laughs> neither of you, uh, if none of you knew that by now. Um, no, so. you're right with neither of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Just to recenter, this is the episode where Mr. Sheffield brings home a famous celebrity wrapped completely in bandages, um, who obviously just had plastic surgery, but he refuses to tell Fran who it is. There, this starts with them watching the, an old mummy movie where, like, you know, literally, like this, it's a black and white movie. It's uh, with a mummy wrapped in tons and tons of, uh, like, gauze. Yeah, that movie, happening. by the way, Toria, called The Mummy. The mu- oh yeah, it's the original mummy. And <laughs> You're like you- they're watching an old mummy movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> just called the mummy. <laughs> a much faster way of describing what we were watching. They're so watching, they're watching the, mummy. the 1932 mummy starring Boris Karloff. Like, and um, you know, the kids are like, "This is so lame. This isn't funny." Blah blah blah. Um, and then, no sooner do they say they're not scared by something like this, does the doorbell ring? Niles answers it, and it is a person wrapped completely like a mummy, uh, but they're wearing a trench coat and a hat. So the kids run off. They're terrified. And Mr. Sheffield just casually walks in with this person and says, like, Niles, will you take our guest's luggage up to their room and escort them, you know, upstairs? So Niles and this, like, mystery person go up the stairs. And Fran's literally like, um, Mr. Sheffield, are are you going to tell me, like, what is going on? And it is revealed that um, some celebrity who he knows has gotten some work done and he has agreed to let them sort of hide out during their recovery in his mansion. And he is refusing to tell Fran which celebrity celebrity it is, which is like eating her alive. And it led to this really funny exchange when they're uh, during this moment where she's like, I can't believe you. You trust me to raise your children. You trust me to mail important documents. And no sooner does she say that, does she realize she did not mail something um, and she that she sees on the table in front of her. So she grabs it and stuffs it down her shirt before he can see. And she's like, and you wouldn't trust me with this. Um, and he's like, that's exactly right, Miss Fine. And, um, you know, leaves her to just sort of, to just sort of stew in this huge secret. Um, and that actually, oh, well, the scene I'm thinking of comes later, but 
it will be revealed that he's basically insisting that it's because she's a woman and a gossip. And so yes. he's not going to tell women this news, um, which which we'll get into later. But um, this leads to this fantastic scene where um, the next day she goes into Mr. Sheffield's office where Cece is working alone. And at first, Cece, Cece uh, tries to... <laughs> tries to pretend like she does and she's like oh nanny fine it's just killing you that maxwell's trusting me with something that he won't trust you with isn't it and fran's like you don't know who it is either and she's like no he won't tell me and so then they get into this conversation where you know fran's like it's because we're women you know it's so absurd you know these men that aren't trusting us with anything and, and cc's like it's just enraging and then fran's like did you try the safe and cc's like it's the first place i looked um so then they start just like furiously snooping or like Fran's trying to break into the safe um, with her uh, with her hairpin because Cece wasn't able to open it it turns out and then Cece grabs his laptop and starts trying to uh, remember his password and she's basically she's like oh don't worry I do this all the time and just (laughs) as she's saying that uh, she doesn't see that Mr. Sheffield has walked into the room classic a classic yes. he's right behind me isn't he we just did yes. one of these <laughs> yes we did yes and it's very classic where fran's like uh miss babcock uh babsy uh cc like you know and she's just not picking up on it um and so then cc runs off i'm <laughs> trying to you know basically escape this awkward situation and fran meanwhile is tries she tries to like casually sit on the safe as if she wasn't just picking the lock um which <laughs> leads to her pretending to be indignant that Mr. Sheffield would ever suspect her of snooping. She stands up and tries to march out of the room, but her uh, her skirt has gotten caught in the safe door because she'd actually successfully opened it. She just didn't get to look through it. And when she slammed it shut, it, it like uh, caught, caught her, her. It yeah. caught her skirt. So she saunters out of the room while dragging the safe behind her, which is just a great beat of physical comedy. Um, and I, I laughed. I enjoyed it. Um, and... We then we we find out a, this next scene doesn't seem relevant or important, but it ends up playing a big role in this episode. Basically, like um, Brighton comes in um, and he has a parrot, and they're like, "Brighton, why do you have that?" And he's like, "Oh, like one of my friends at school had to give it away because it's a talking parrot, and it's been like um, it's been telling everybody that um, Mar- Martin loves Loopy or something like that." And they're like, "Why is that a problem?" And he's like. Martin's uh, my friend's dad and Loopy's the maid. <laughs> so, so you know, it just seems like a funny little beat. And like, you know, he takes the parrot upstairs and you're kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, but this is the scene I was talking about earlier, which it actually dovetails with a whole conversation you and I had on this podcast a while yeah. back. Um, because basically Fran then goes into the kitchen and she's bemoaning she's to Niles like oh I can't believe Mr. Sheffield wouldn't tell us this this is so you know this is just so enraging and Niles kind of seems very tight-lipped and he says something to the effect of like well you know I don't even really care and then she looks at him and she's like he told you didn't he like you know and you can tell instantly that he does and she's like it's so unfair Niles like why would Mr. Sheffield tell you and not me Mr. Sheffield saunters in. He like catches the tail end of this. And he's like, because you women can't keep your mouth shut. Not like us men. And I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like I, I, you know, maybe also that's why I like this episode. Because this is like a subject that is interesting to me. Like are there gender divides? Do men gossip? Um, And basically, um, 
he says that and then Niles is like quite right sir I didn't care at all when I heard that like you know so and so had put his maid up in Trump Tower, or ha- like had a girlfriend that he put up in Trump Tower and then Mr. Sheffield's like but did you hear he had the whole thing redone in leather and they're like oh and so it's just so clear that they actually gossip constantly yeah and uh, that Mr. Sheffield is often gossiping at the steam room at the club and so I was gonna ask though do you the last time we talked about this we said I'm I love gossip I love talking about other people's business you don't care but do you think that in general though men do this behind closed doors uh I mean, like, not, not really. Not, I really don't. I like, like men, men definitely will talk about interesting, I guess, topics if that's like a, but, but again, I, I still think that like, ultimately it doesn't go as far because I don't like me personally. I'm like, no, I didn't hear. And I don't, I don't really care. (laughs) I don't care. I care about people I know, like, you know, like if, if, someone calls to say like, Oh, did you hear what happened to this person? Or like this person's like going through a divorce. Like I care, but I care more on an emotional level of like, Oh, my friend is getting divorced. I would like to know Mm -hmm. that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Very rarely do I care about any kind of celebrity gossip at all, Mm, unless it's like crimes being committed. You know, like, like if someone Uh does something like murderous and I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. You you weren't like above being interested in OJ. <laughs> like, no, no, I was very interested. No. Or even um, more contemporary, I wasn't above reading every article that came out about. Uh, oh crap! What was that actor who was like drinking women's blood? <laughs> who was that guy? Oh, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Like that fascinated me, and I went deep on that one. I was like looking up every story. I was checking his Instagram posts. I was I, way uh, into that one. I thought such, that was fascinating. That was such a bummer. I liked him so much. What it was a bummer. Just, it was just such a public yeah, such meltdown. A- you know, like that kind of stuff. I think interests me. I guess you know. But like, but, I didn't call any of my guy friends to talk about it. I talked about it with like Elizabeth. You know, I was like, dude, oh, no, like I was on, I was on text chains about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, I'm that's, not even kidding. I think that's the difference. Is like, if I'm talking with my two guy friends, almost never will that kind of stuff come up in a gossipy way. We'll make jokes because we're all. We're, you know, we're all online, so we all see stuff going on. So, like, I remember when the Army Hammer stuff went down. I didn't share any of like the gossipy stuff, but like me and my guy friends definitely for like two weeks, anytime anything came up relating to like murder or death, we'd be like, Oh, like army hammer, you know, like (laughs) jokes get made. Certainly. Yeah. No, I'm literally my most utilized text thread with my uh, girlfriends from high school. It's literally called Harry and Megan. (laughs) Uh, Cause that's mostly, that's mostly the baseline of what we'll talk. about. Oh my God. I could care less about them. Well, Sean, I'm going to just just wait till I come visit your pool because they're going to get an earful. <laughs> add me to that text chain. <laughs> um, you're going to want to kill yourself. You're going to drown yourself in that pool. I'll the just more mute that I it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, when I come, when I come chatting about my, my celeb got hot takes. It's, it's funny <laughs> you think that I would kill myself and not just drown you in the pool. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not a monster. <laughs> what happened to Toria? She can't swim. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly no army hammer. I'll tell you that. Hey, oh, hey, let's do a funny gag where um one of us pretends to drown the other. 
when I come visit. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're doing that thing where we have so much time, we're just wasting it away. We're pissing all our time away. Okay, okay. Where were we? Where were we? So Mr. Sheffield makes this very sexist uh, statement, um, and then it's revealed that he's clearly very gossipy. Um, and then um, this leads to yet another big um, phys- like set piece of physical comedy, which I think this episode has a lot of when it's probably the best one. So Fran just she's forbidden to go into the guest room. She's straight up been told not to go in there. Um, but she she comes in and she goes, oh, are you calling me? <laughs> um, and this woman's clearly asleep, like the woman who's completely wrapped up in bandages. And so Fran, you know goes in under the pretense that she thought she had been called. And then she makes sure that the woman is like fast asleep and then starts doing this like survey of her body in an effort to sort of do a process of elimination. So she's like too small to be Candace Bergman. Uh, And then she looks at her chest and she's like, we can rule out Dolly Parton. And then I think she tries to get a look at her teeth, at which point, the woman who has been, we've been told, is drinking everything through a straw because of her surgery, starts sucking on Fran's finger. <laughs> um, oh, and then there was that really racy joke where um, Fran goes, Fran, yeah, where she goes, if uh, oh, if you're, the, if, she doesn't even say if you're this good at sucking, but like the lady is like sucking on her finger, and she goes, why did you even need the plastic surgery? Yeah, like why were you even worried about your looks at all? Like you don't yeah. need your looks, uh, which was yeah. a. Uh, BJ reference, um, but which was pretty again. BJ pretty, Novak? Uh, yeah, it was a BJ Novak reference, um, and very, very um, ahead of its time. Yeah, very prescient. <laughs> um, but so, so this whole thing is happening, and and you know, it's like, and Gracie's supposed to be standing guard. In fact, Gracie comes in at one point um, when this is all happening, and she's like, "Fran, like, did you figure out who it is yet?" And Fran's like, "Gracie." Like, what did I tell you about snooping? And then Gracie goes, uh, always have a lookout. <laughs> and Fran's like, right, go, you know, go watch out for your father. But so Gracie ends up, you know, not doing a good job. And Mr. Sheffield finds Fran and he literally like yanks her out of the room. Um, and have you noticed their dynamic is getting much more kind of like, like physical in its, um, the, like, you know, like if one of them is mad at the other, they will like yank the other person, um, and that the show is leaning into that more. I actually wrote down the note that they're getting more like Lucy and Ricky. And oh, I did yeah. that. I did that literally maybe seven seconds before <laughs> the next scene starts with Maxwell going, It's fine, you've got a lot of splaining to do. You got a lot of splaining to do. And yeah. Just embodied oh. Ricky, Ricardo. And I was like, Oh, okay, so they know. <laughs> yes, yes. And I will say this, like it. <sighs> It does not – even when he's literally physically yanking uh, this woman around the house, for some reason it doesn't feel abusive or like it's crossing no. a line. Um, no. even, even though like obviously in real life that would, would be, be very yeah. unprofessional. But so uh, he finds her and he's basically like um, – you know, he's he's livid and um, he's like this better not – oh, and – Sorry, they're now arguing in the hallway. Right. And she's like, well, you know, I wouldn't have to snoop if you would just tell me who is in there. And then we see that the woman who had been asleep in bed and is completely wrapped in bandages has actually woken up and come out into the hallway. And she just looks at both of them and she goes, share. <laughs> and it's sure enough, sounds you can tell from the voice, you're like, okay, that is 
you know, supposed to be Cher uh, of Sonny and Cher. And, but Fran just looks at her and goes, exactly. That's what I'm telling him. He should share. He should share. And there's this very like, who's on first gag. Yeah, where goes, she keeps saying share. And then Fran's like, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's very clearly share. And, um, and then I'll she just- goes, she goes, Grammy. Emmy, Oscar, and Fred goes, oh, Rita Moreno, which is funny because we have already met Rita Moreno on this show and she plays a gym teacher. I believe Maggie's gym teacher, right? Mm-hmm. In yeah. the episode, the gym teacher. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so at this point, I was like, oh my God, is that really Cher? Because this person sounded exactly like her. Um, I, I, this, I'll get to this more in trivia later, but it's not Cher. It is a Cher impersonator, but you know, in the world of the show, it's Cher. Um, and uh, Fran finally- What a shock Cher didn't want to do a cameo where they were just making fun of her plastic surgeries. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I feel like that if you're really good humored about, uh, if, you're, if you're able to make fun of yourself, it's like the perfect cameo. Um, oh, what a shock. Cher's not good too. <laughs> You're just being salty. Nothing Cher does will satisfy you. It's very true. Uh, but, hey, she was absolutely fantastic in Moonstruck. And Beaches. <laughs> beaches? She wasn't in wasn't Beaches. beaches? Who was no, in Beaches? That's, um, that's uh, what's her name? Bette Midler. And who else? A woman whose name I don't know, but she's Did- not a diva. Oh, I she's not a diva. I thought it was two famous ladies in beaches. It was like no. Bette Midler and like another cool lady. It's another no. It's a lady who's much less famous, and it's not a the other lady's not a singer. Oh, um, God, oh Barbara beaches. Hershey. That's who it is. Wow. What a tragic, tragic movie. Um, oh, so <laughs> oh, I saw it one time, and it stayed with me forever. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> It is a very sad movie. It's God. so fucking sad. <laughs> anyway, but that's that's for our Beaches podcast. <laughs> Bitches Talking Beaches with Sean and Doria. <laughs> uh, but so then we – oh, so then um, Mr. Sheffield, we cut to the next scene and he's just like, this better not get out. Like now that you know who it is upstairs, like I swear to God, like I like, – this cannot get out. And she's like, who would I even tell? No sooner does she say that, does Val saunter in. Oh, and she and she also says right before that, she's like, oh, but you know who would just absolutely die? My cousin Ira. He's the best share impersonator in Queens. And then she says, she says, oh, why she's famous and he's just a butcher. Like <laughs> life really isn't fair. But so- then Val shows up and, you know, Fran's trying to keep the secret. She's trying to keep the secret. And, of course, it slips out. That secret is blown. Um, and we then cut to the next scene, which is the house is just surrounded by paparazzi. Like, not, uh, Niles can't even get himself inside because there's so much paparazzi. So, so many clearly, paps. So many paps. Those paps. It's real paps. Um, it's a real paps. Uh, yeah, those paps have smeared, smeared my themselves all over the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic pap joke. <laughs> um, but so um, it's clear. It's like the next day. And so clearly this news has gone now. Like the cover right. is blown. Right. And, this and, is the, when- and the implication obviously is that Val blabbed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's when uh, Mr. Sheffield uh yells screams up the stairs miss fine you've got some slaying to do <laughs> which is that uh you know lucy and ricky line and he basically 
hauls Fran and Val into his office. Um, and while they're waiting for him to come in, they're kind of um, they're talking about how this feels like back when they were in high school and they used to get in trouble. And then and Val's like, I swear, I didn't tell anyone, just my priest. And then and Fran goes, that Yenta? <laughs> So it's clear that Val's priest is like known to be a gossip yes. <laughs> who tells secrets. Um, but so, you know, Mr. She, Sheffield- goes, she goes, well, was he wearing his collar? And Val goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she goes, you know, that's basically their fingers crossed behind their back when they're not wearing their collar. Um, and so they get in trouble. But Fran, you know, she takes the real blame. She's like, no, Mr. Sheffield, this is my fault. Blame me. And she's like, but basically let's, you know, I, I'm going to come up with a plan to make this better, which is like leads to the big resolution of this episode, which is we find out that she has called her cousin Ira, the best, uh, the best shared impersonator in yep. Queens. And we, and she's like, basically uh, she's had Mr. Sheffield arrange a sort of like share meet and greet in their um, foyer where Cher is going to share quote unquote, but really her cousin Ira is going to come down the stairs, sing a little song, you know, allow them to get some photo ops. um, And that will allow the real Cher to sneak out the back. Yeah. And you're kind of like, Ooh, this is going to be great. Like, I I wonder what, you know, her cousin Ira's Cher impersonation is going to be like, I, for some reason was thinking it was going to be really good, but it turns (laughs) out the gag is he looks and nothing like Cher. He's like a 300-pound man wearing a wig, doesn't even like, just like clumsy. And he's lip syncing down the stairs, giving it his all. And for me, I laughed out loud when we cut to Fran and she's clearly completely taken in by it and thinks that he's so talented. That's what made me laugh really hard about this whole dynamic. She's convinced. She's like, he's great. (laughs) Yes. She's like, you know, singing along. Um, and the press looks bewildered uh, and you think it's going to be a huge disaster. But then we cut to the next scene, which is just, you know, Mr. Sheffield and Fran in the kitchen. And, you know, he's basically like, well, you know, even even though the press were bewildered, um, they clearly kind of enjoyed this spectacle. And it did enable the actual share to sneak out the back. So the plan worked regardless. Um, yes. And so they're all kind of like all is well that ends well. Uh, and then he even and then he says to her, like. And Miss Fine, like, I hope you've learned your lesson about, like, the dangers of idle female gossip. And no sooner does he say that, does this sort of, like, wealthy, very, like, you know, 90s-era Donald Trump-like guy walk in. And Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, like, you know, like, Jacob, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here to pick up my son's bird. Um, So it's clearly, like, you know, the father of the guy who was having that affair. But, yeah, um, Raymond and- Turnboat. The worst oh, name on the show yet. That was the name Raymond. Okay, Raymond Turnbow. Raymond Turnbow. He's like, ah, oh, Raymond. Which sounds like the writers were like, we need a last name. And someone was like, turn. And then someone was like, boat. And they were like, let's just call him Turnbow. Yeah, it was like it was like the how Robin Williams fi- decided to become Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but so he's like, you know, here to pick up the bird. And then the guy, Raymond goes, oh, and Maxwell. I hope that the press wasn't too big a disturbance. And Mr. Sheffield's like, press? Like, how did you know about that? And Raymond's like, I tipped them off. And um, Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, you you told like you promised you wouldn't tell anyone. And then he goes, oh, and you promised you'd never tell anyone about my maid in Trump Tower. 
And then so it's clear that they've all been gossiping in the steam room. And this had nothing to do with, quote, idle female gossip and everything to do with idle male gossip. Male gossip, yeah. And, um, you know, so that leads to like the great little like um, sort of free stream of the episode, which is the, the man walks out. And Mr. Sheffield kind of like looks at Fran and like kind of shrugs and is like, oh, haha, like uh, what a funny, uh, what a funny thing to have happened. And he's about to like escape out the room. And then she grabs him by the back of the coat. And there's just a freeze frame on that, um, which I thought was like, a, you know, it's it's it was a funny and enjoyable episode. But I also really did like the sort of like, oh, no, like this, this guy was being so sexist and holding on to such a ridiculous stereotype. And he was the one actually perpetuating all of this. Like, I, I just enjoyed I, it. I, I mean, I mean, I, I did. I did like the button at the end. I liked that it it didn't. I like that the show didn't just end with like, wow, I guess, you know, chicks are <laughs> gossipy at the end. Um, and that they kind of turned the tables on on, you know, Max mm-hmm. Maxwell's uh, uh, sexism a little bit mm-hmm. and 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 he sort of hoisted himself on his own petard if you will <laughs> um yeah I, you know and then i really like the i like the button because in that last scene she mentioned something about like you know uh you know i thought ira was great but like boy he's gonna have a tough time getting a cab on the way home and then like the the credit scene <laughs> of this episode is just Ira still dressed as Cher on a street trying desperately to flag a cab down, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> it was funny. It's like nowadays I, I think would be considered transphobic, but still did make me laugh only because he's a very husky man running in heels. Yes. <laughs> so. You know, I, I, I had the transphobic thought a couple times in this episode, but then I kept circling back to, to Matt's, um, nanny video about you know how this impacted gay culture and i was like yeah you know what from that perspective of of normalization you know this was an episode where they very much just tried to normalize the idea of like yeah sometimes men dress up as women and do impersonations and and that's yeah. what it is, you know. And I mean, Fran's beloved cousin, like it, it wasn't. It wasn't like um, an oddity. She was so proud that she's so the proud. best chair yeah. impersonator in Queens. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely did that. Um, and uh, it again, that was my that was one of my favorite laugh out loud beats. Is when yeah. he's just clumsily like uh, sneaking his way down the stairs in high heels and just Fran's delight. Singing <laughs> like, bang, bang. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, so that was the episode. Um, should we move on to segments? We should do some segments. <gasps> segments. And now segments. So segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> okay, so for favorite lines and moments, I really liked this moment at the very beginning when they've just got a pizza delivered, <laughs> and Fran goes, "Oh, pizza is so fattening. I'm just eating one slice." And then she then just stacks two slices on top of each other, and Maggie's like, "Fran, that's two slices." And then she goes, "Oh, not when you eat it like this. The body doesn't know." <laughs> <laughs> Like said so earnestly and like so it was like earnestly. true advice. Yeah. I like and- that. I also liked um it's also at the beginning, Brighton is like complaining that the movie's not scary, and then Fran pops up behind him and like goes like boo and like scares the crap out of the kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
But then the line after that is Fran goes, oh, I used to love doing that to Ma. Thank God for plastic slip covers. It's so gross. It's so gross. I was like, oh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. I um, I really like this line when Cece called Mr. Sheffield a typed lit. A tight-lipped little sconehead. Yes, <laughs> because she not not to his face, but when she reveals to when Fran and her are sort of lamenting that he won't share this secret with them, she's like, "No, he won't tell me that tight-lipped little sconehead." And just calling a British person a sconehead, <laughs> sconehead is so funny. <laughs> laugh. Um, I also um, like the line where he says Maxwell says to Fran, "You know, before you came into my life, I never had the need for an emergency transvestite," yeah, <laughs> which I thought did. was really funny. that was a very very funny line. <laughs> um oh and then there was this line that it had nothing to do with anything in the episode it was a brighton line and it was just delivered so well um basically uh brighton is in the kitchen talking to his new parrot and he's like he's going like um maggie steps her bra maggie steps her bra because he's trying to get the parrot to repeat it and then niles you know niles is like preparing dinner and i think he's preparing like a um you know like a cornish game hen or something and then niles goes Master Brighton, stop torturing that bird. It's very cruel. And then Brighton just goes, yeah, I think he's having a better day than that hen you've got your fist in. <laughs> Which is like, I was just not, was not expecting it. And like, he is, he is very good at his deliveries. Um, yeah. And then the, the kind of little follow-up to that joke, which also made me laugh is, so, you know, Brighton goes upstairs and then Niles like looks to his left and looks to his right. And then he walks over to the parent and goes, all right, let's pick up where we left off. Miss Babcock is embezzling. Miss Babcock is embezzling. <laughs> so I just enjoyed that scene. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if I had th- those were like my two standout. Like the emergency transvestite, I thought was really uh-huh. funny, and mm-hmm. and the peeing joke, the peeing, the mom's mom's loose bladder <laughs> joke was really good. Yeah. Um, can you hear my chewing? Did we get? Yeah, always. <clears throat> did we? <laughs> did we? Um, did we uh, get any Yiddish? Get Yiddish? Because I caught one Yiddish word, but I feel like it's maybe a word we've already covered. We have two this episode that I clocked, and we had bo- we covered them both. We got um, plots. Yep. Because the, the parrot re- the parrot reveals that um, sh- that uh, Fran had told Val the secret because yep. after Fran denies telling anyone, the parrot goes, "Val, it's Cher. Could you plot?" <laughs> Um, and then Fran, you know, also calls Val's priest a Yenta, mm-hmm. which we covered, you know, Yenta being an actual name, uh, like a, a name of a like a, it's like the name like Sarah or Beth, right. um, but it grew to mean a gossipy woman. Um, and thank you, patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though, hey, I love a good Karen joke. So. <laughs> Same. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> and then. The nanny trivia just ties into um, who actually played Cher in this episode. Um, it was a woman named Heidi Thompson, and she is hailed as like basically the world's premier Cher impersonator. Uh, her home base is in Las Vegas, mm. um, and she is incredible. Like she's really I definitely, good. Yeah, look up Heidi Thompson. Like you kind of have to do a double take where, you're, you know, the way you, everything about her body language, the way she holds her face, the way she talks at Cher. And then if you go to her website, um, there's just these like quotes. It's almost like, um, it's almost like Yelp reviews, but it's like, <laughs> but it's quotes that they have. And one is, um, 
you never break character. You're fabulous by Rich Little. Little. Um, Sunny <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, someone, uh, Frank Moreno, star of La Cage at the Riviera Hotel Las Vegas says, honey, all the drag queens study you. <laughs> um, Amazing. Fran Drusher endorses her. Um, shares well, I would, God. I would hope so. <laughs> yep, yep. Shares Godmother says, if my goddaughter saw you, she'd be so flattered. And then um, the president of TV Land just said, Heidi Thompson is the best share. Um, and she also does this fun thing in her show, which just sounded really funny. She apparently um, every night brings up an unsuspecting male member of the audience, puts a sunny wig on him, and makes him sing, I've got you, babe, with her. <laughs> Um, okay, so then for the Fran or the CC, I, I wrote, we've already discussed that I'm a gossip and a snoop. You're not. So I would be the Fran. I'd be the Fran and the CC. I'd be the Fran, the CC, and the Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> You're both. Uh, I'm all three. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know who I am this week. I'm like, nobody. Sean, if, if I'm you, Niles, I'm a, I'm a no, no, but he was happy. Like, if you told me like, oh, I just, I just found out that the celebrity, um, just got this really big procedure done and, but I can't tell you like that would eat me alive. <laughs> if I had, if I had a celebrity recovering from plastic surgery in my house <laughs> and I refused to tell you who it was, that would bother you. Like yeah, you would you have kidding? to know. Are you kidding? Yes, absolutely. It would, Absolutely. Like not, not kidding. It would absolutely. But then let me ask you this. If I told you, would you then go tell other people? You would tell Monica. I know you would. Yeah. Yeah. I would tell definitely. Yes. I, I on the record, I would tell other people, but like, (laughs) but, but like I would never like post it on social media or anything. I would tell a select group of, of friends who I'm sure might also tell a select, a select group of friends who would tell a select group of friends, and one of those people would post it on social media, which is why you're not in the vault, Toria. No, no, I can be in the vault, though. I can be if I re- – I'm like, now trying to backtrack because now I think there's a secret that you might tell me if, if you – Listen, you got you got more leaks than a pirate ship. I don't know no, what no, to tell No, no, no. I take it all back. I take it all back. Tell me all the good secrets. <laughs> uh, you, got, you, got, you got more leaks than a men's room at a halftime. I don't know. Uh, what else has leaks? I said when I was in my head. I was like, uh, uh, you got more leaks than a potato soup. Does that work? Oh, that's great. Good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was going dark. I was more leaks than the, because I was like, is Chernobyl really a leak? (laughs) (laughs) You got got more leaks than an oil company. (laughs) All right. Well, now that we've done all of our, uh, jokes. Um, just call me BP because I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna leak that. <laughs> um, all right, all right. So, guys, this was a great episode. We rambled so much because we had extra time today. Um, so, uh, and if you want to find the show on social media and tell us your thoughts on Trump's rise or share impersonators that you think might be better mm-hmm. than Heidi Thompson, mm-hmm. Toria, where can people find us online? Go to um, at O Mister Chefcast and Chef nope. with two. What is it? Oh, Mr. Chef Pod. Boy, am I sorry I let you do this. Go to Oh, Mr. Chef Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's Oh, Mr. Chef Pod. Chef is spelled with two Fs like Sheffield. Oh, Mr. Chef Movie. (laughs) 
Good. <laughs> oh, Mr. Chef like, Show. You said like my mom trying to recite back to me the name of my podcast. <laughs> yeah. The old Mr. Chef Show starring Sean <laughs> Doria. No, I just had a temporary – listen, guys. If you if you are on our social media, media, you know that I can't even get Sean on it. So I don't don't point fingers at me. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm writing that. I'm there. I respond early. to people. I re- I lurk. I I responded to some lady who had a really great um, Robin Hood Men in Tights reference as oh, her yeah, username. Oh yeah, it was great. Hey Blinken. Hey Blinken. Which I, I was like, man, that is such a a, a very specific. And call. then I was I was slightly I was like. Or annoyed is much too strong a word that you said you liked it and made it clear it was from you because I wanted to also show that I thought it was really, really great too. <laughs> and they're like, oh, now they're going to think I didn't get that that really hilarious <laughs> reference. All right, well, let it be known, Toria also understood the reference. <laughs> and love that movie. And, and I'm in on it too. I'm part of it. I'm yeah, also she's part, part of it. Guys. We're all part of it. You guys yeah, are Yeah, Sean was trying to exclude me, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, you guys, we we love that you listen. We we're having so much fun, and we are so happy that you're having fun with it. Um, and we will see you next week. Yes, for episode fourteen. Oh no, yes. wait, that's this episode. For no, episode, episode fifteen. 50. Episode fifteen. Oh, really running a tight <laughs> ship here. Um, all right, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. The flashing girl from Flushing. Name Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs> <laughs>